Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. At the round table of dim lighting this week, we have Dave D'Andrea, the voice of electronic battleship, the board game. Yes, and the um, reason that Dave uh, and the voice you of- You have sunk your battleship. Uh, electronic battleship is significant to us is because uh, on an episode of Good Mythical Morning back in August of last year, we played Electronic Battleship and we were so impressed and I would say moved by the voice yeah. that was leading us through the game. It added a whole other dimension to a game that otherwise I wasn't motivated to play anymore. Right, and w we were so moved by this voice that we started talking about how we had to get in contact with this guy, figuring that if we said it on, on, on the show, somebody could get in touch with him. Yeah, well, we just started talking directly to Dave even though we didn't know his name was Dave. Right. And we didn't know that he didn't live in Ohio even though for some reason we presumed that. We thought that. that he did, he sounded like and it. And then yes, many. it took many months. It took months because months there was later, no, in, no initial response. Thanks to the mythical beast, uh, talking to him over Twitter with a tweet that he sent our way, it's worked out and this is it. This is the culmination. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what this ear biscuit is going to be. <laughs> A, conver a conversation with him. It's the culmination of all, you know, all of that. Just you never know what happens if you start playing Battleship. Right. And, well, this is what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You end up talking to the voice of it. So that's coming up in a second. But before mm -hmm. before that, we're coming off of a trip, a little trip we took to Amsterdam. Yeah. So let's let's share some uh, some highlights. Well, I would people. say just first of all, I learned something uh, because I, I was actually on a on a tour of a castle. A castle that you also went to, but you didn't take the tour. Well, we went at different times, and we by the the last day of our trip, which we brought our families with us, uh, we each went off on a little wife excursion or an excursion with our wives. That's what you call it. <laughs> no, that's something else. But uh, Christy and I went on an excursion. But we went to castles. To castles. Yeah, and we went to the same castle at different, different times, times on the same day. But while I was on the tour, uh, the guy said, does anyone know the, he asked the, all the Americans, he says, do any of you know the difference between Holland and the Netherlands? And I was like, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I waited for another American to say something. Uh, so and, you didn't audibly say no. No, I you thought. You just stayed quiet. No, but it turns out that the difference is, well you know the difference, you were just there. The difference is that Holland is is the name of two provinces. There's like a like northern Holland and then like a southern Holland or something. I can't remember what they are, but they're not all of the Netherlands, which is the whole shebang of, yeah. of many provinces, it's, including the two Holland ones. Yeah, so Holland is a region of the Netherlands and it's like the northwest and, area where Amsterdam and is. And Amsterdam is a city and canals are the water things that are cut all throughout a third of the Netherlands and all throughout Amsterdam. I thought they call them canals. <laughs> no, they're canals, right? Really? I call, well, that's something else I should have paid attention on the tour. I, call, I was calling them canals the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You can take a taxi on a canal. We took a, a bus taxi to uh, VidCon Europe to do, a, to yeah. do our thing, which, yeah, was, well, which was make a smoothie of Amsterdam foods yeah. and then almost vomit on stage. It was the best which, Amsterdam which, smoothie I've ever had. <laughs> um, it was actually pretty nasty. But the, um, so. Met, when we met a lot of mythical yeah, beasts. Yeah, shout out 
Uh, special Ear Biscuits shout out to all the mythical beasts. Many of you showed up uh, for the meet and greet and for the Q and A. Uh, there were lots of hugs. Yeah, uh, we, we had people line up asking us questions, which we answered. And then uh, I saw that Shep was in the back of the line. That's my son. And so for the whole like 50 minutes of the hour, the Q&A, he, ca- he was waiting in the back of the line patiently to get up to the microphone to ask us a question. You don't let the boy ask you questions normally? No, I, I, I tell him no speaking to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. But then by the by the end, all I'm like, questions go through your mother. <laughs> <laughs> by the end, all answers he, come from daddy. He had given up the he had given up hope. He wasn't in line anymore. He but got did, bored. He do t- you know what question he was going to ask? Yeah, he told me he was like, uh, Dad, I was going to ask, why are you my dad? <laughs> and I was like, well, you should have done that. That would have been awesome. It would have been very funny. But then I talked to Jesse. It might have been awkward. And depending she said, on your answer. he got bored. He said he got bored because yeah, I mean, he's, I got bored. He stood there. No, you didn't. <laughs> he stood there for an hour. It was an hour long Q and A. He's yeah. a he's an eight year old. But anyway, and it's just his dad talking on a stage. I mean, great meeting all all you guys that came out. Uh, but we had an incredible time. In what was the high? Was the highlight the castle? Because for me, the highlight was the windmill, the working well, that, freaking windmills. The highlight for me was the same day, but it was right after the windmill, and it was the cheese, the cheese place. And you realize that wasn't a cheese factory, it's just a cheese shop and they made it look like a factory downstairs so that they could give I you like. I don't care. <laughs> it was just a ploy to sell cheese. They don't the actually taste, make the cheese there. I got to taste 27 different types of cheeses. It was pretty good. I found myself liking cheese there oh, a lot more than so I ever have anywhere good. else. I enjoyed that whole day though. The, oh, w- yeah, the we, windmills were great. Uh, bus tour. We went to the chocolate place and we got to make the hot chocolate. But see, here's the difference. That was just a gift shop too, right? But here's the difference between They me. don't actually make, cho- it's not a chocolate factory. We had 11 people in our in our, in our our posse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our posse consisted of us, our wives, our kids, and uh, some babysitters. Yeah. And. Uh, I know what you're gonna say, it's fine, you we, can say we, it. We go into this chocolate shop, They're, they called it the chocolate lab, which got me really excited. And which listen, means I, gift shop. Yeah, 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 but hold on. But in the middle of the thing, they had Dutch chocolate, and you were supposed to take a spoonful of the Dutch chocolate uh, in powder, spoonful of sugar, and mix it with some milk, and they would give you hot milk. And I requested hot soy milk because I don't like, I don't drink, mm-hmm. you know, I'm lactose intolerant somewhat. Okay. All 11 of us are in there, and 10 of us decide to get this. It's two euros a piece, and then you didn't get it. You're like, yeah, and then you like tasted a little bit of Christie's. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, she didn't let me taste it. Actually, we're on vacation, man. Like, I just don't understand. You had the opportunity to taste, to experience this thing, and you're like, yeah, I'll pass. You just, I had the opportunity to make myself a cup of hot chocolate and then taste it. I've and it was the best been hot there, chocolate. No, no, you haven't. You've had <laughs> Miss Swiss Miss. <laughs> It's different than one. It was with, just chocolate. It, no, it was incredible. It was on another level. It because was better. You, you made up your mind for it to be that, and I'm not going to take that away from you. No, and it was better. It was the best hot chocolate I've ever had. It was special, and I'm not going to take I'm just that saying, away from whether you. Whether or not it was better in my mind because I was on vacation, I just don't know what. I just don't understand the. I'm not going to try that. I wasn't thirsty. <laughs> That's. I think that's your problem. You think hot chocolate is when you're thirsty. <laughs> no, 
know, man. Yeah, hot chocolate's not because of thirst, Ch- man. Chocolate, it's just for it's for hot chocolate it's is for very, feeling good. It's rich and it make, it weighs me down. The cup was this big. <laughs> it was like a swish cup from from childhood, man. I didn't want to pay two dollars for something that I had to make. But listen, but I will say. I didn't say anything I to mean, you. I mean, if I'm gonna pay two dollars for euros for it. I didn't say anything at the time. We we're on vacation. I didn't want to get. But you silently judged me. I silently judged you, and then we went to the cheese place, and I was like, "If he's gonna walk through here without eating any of this cheese, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say something to him." But then I look over there, and you're eating all the cheese, and I was like, "Well, look at that. He's eating the cheese." <laughs> it's like watching a rat in a maze. Like, which way is he gonna go? And again, I and and I don't think I've talked about this because we've talked a lot about how. Uh, multiple times on Good Mythical Morning, Good Mythical More, and maybe even Ear Biscuits, about this dynamic between someone who wants to try a lot of new things and someone who doesn't want to try a lot of new things, and how you shouldn't get annoyed at someone that doesn't want to try new things because how does it affect you? And I've always thought that's a compelling reason, and I, I, I get it, but I've actually come up with a theory of why it is annoying and it's justified. To defend yourself, okay. And it is because you know when you meet somebody and you find out that you've got something in common with them? You've got a common experience, you've got a common worldview, you agree about something, maybe it's political, whatever it might be, and when you find out that you agree about something, you feel this bond with them? Sure. I think that one of the reasons that you want to experience something with someone, and you and you want them to try it, and you want them to have an opinion, and and you kind of want them to have the same opinion. Like if you taste this pizza and you're like, this place, this pizza place has the best pizza in the world, and you take somebody to eat that pizza, and then they eat it and they're like, that's ah, okay. Is it the fact that? They made you look stupid, and that's why you didn't. Do you don't like that? Well, that's probably a little bit of it. But also, if they say that they, yo, this is the greatest piece in the world, the shared experience. There's some sort of adaptive advantage that's built into our DNA. That there's a sense of like, there's like an endorphin rush when you agree with somebody on something, and you can experience something and have the same perspective on it. And I think that that's what I'm searching for. So when I when 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 you I, had nine other people to have that with with your hot chocolate, no, but so it, I but I I'm sorry, but it would have been it would have been that much better if everybody was enjoying it all at the same it's time. So it was so thick. That's what made it so good. But what but I'm saying is I just didn't have appetite. But when for we it. went into the cheese shop and you enjoyed the cheese, I got an endorphin rush <laughs> from you eating cheese. You see how this works? Uh. I just enjoyed the cheese, but can you? It wasn't re- like cornered girl. Can you figure no, out it's not cheese? But it, it's if, so great. If you love something a, a whole I lot, yeah, I get that. There's like, a, I I understand that. And then I that come in, I'm like, nah, I don't. I'm not interested. But I also didn't do that. No, you didn't do that. I, but I would understand if somebody like Debbie Downs the thing that you're loving. Like this is the best pizza I've ever had. Wouldn't I mean? And you're like, yeah. I've had better pieces. It's like, well, I don't want to hear that. It's like that's not. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not. Def- I'm not de- defending myself. I'm my just saying. My stomach. I wouldn't have felt good. It if, finally hit me why it's important to me. It finally clicked in my mind. But like, I. Oh, well, I know why I have a what? problem when somebody doesn't want to en- try something or enjoy something re- that I enjoyed. I, I can't always be that for you. Well, but whenever you can, I'd appreciate it. I I do understand that. I'm keenly aware of what you want from me. I did like the windmill. I gotta say. I cannot be the center of your happiness. The windmill was was a great experience. I know you enjoyed that too. I know I've been that for years, but it's, you know I'm gonna have to 
Step out of the throne. And the canals were great. The canals were great. We took a boat ride, just the two of us and one captain. But for me, it, I felt like we had it with the windmills. I mean, we're walking around, there's a millstone that is twice the uh, the diameter of this round table. Um, and then the guy, the Dutch man in his clogs is explaining how he literally takes linseed, puts it on the millstone, grinds it into linseed oil, which is then used to make paint. 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 And, but hold on, but and then he says that the millstone, when they originally put it in, as a replacement, by the way, yeah, it was twice. Do you as remember what big. year it was put in? No, what year? Just guess. I want to. I'm just guessing. Uh, it's 2017 now. On, I don't. 1960. It was 1865. That millstone? That millstone, first of all, the whole freaking thing. Well, it thing, was twice as big but the, originally. But the, but the whole thing was I built. I didn't think it, it took that long for the it to 1600s. wear down. In the 1600s. The thing we were in was built in the 1600s. And then 200 years into the life of this mill, they replaced, they the, replaced millstone. the millstone. And it's always been, you know. Well, they didn't use it, they don't use it as much. I know, but it's been like 170 years or whatever the math is on that. But looking at it, and I was like, well, how did you get it there? And he was like, pulleys. <laughs> it, like I was asking a stupid question. How on earth did you get this millstone up here? I guess I insulted him. I mean, you're wearing wooden shoes. How did you get it up here? And pulleys. You know, and you know while we were in that, in that inside the, the, was, the windmill. Our, there was nothing. Our, there, was, there was nothing, by the way, to prevent you from sticking a head or a hand or a foot or a whole body under I a I love a it over there. In America, in America, there's gotta be signs on everything. You gotta, oh, you gotta tell people to watch their step if Cordons. their step's a little bit weird. Like everything. You gotta put ropes around cordoned things. Cordoned off. In Europe, like, you, you, if a kid falls crooked one way and gets their head under a millstone. That's his that's problem. It. That's the kid's problem. Pop goes the skull. You know what? Why do we gotta protect everybody from everything over here? I didn't even see let any people live their freaking lives. Blood stains a kid, anywhere. If a kid wants to jump under a millstone, let him do it. Learn his lesson. Did you um, hmm? see any blood stains? No, I didn't. Me neither. I think it just mixes right in with the paint. Right when I walked in, I was like, the whole windmill was turning. The millstone was turning. I was like, man, if I tripped and fell, I popped my skull under this thing. <laughs> and it would be your fault. And then, then that's I look, the way life works. And there's people a, get weeded out of the gene pool. There's a wooden staircase that's like super narrow and like rickety, mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, I can't go up there. And then I'm looking for the sign. I'm like, there's no sign. There's no cordon. I can go up there. Cordon. And then if you know how you cordon something off. Yeah, yeah. I just usually don't use it in that way. Uh, James Cordon. Yeah, that's he's what got that's a show. He, he's got a barrier around him at um, all times. And then after the guy runs us through the linseed thing, he's like, go around and look at the mill. That's mm. not in any way what he sounded <laughs> a little like. Irish. <laughs> go and look like, at the mill, <laughs> Go up the stairs. So I went up the stairs. I went up the stairs. Yeah, you did. And, the, and, and, I, I, and my kids went up there. And you know what, there was one place that there was a cordon and it had a skull on it. And, and, it, and it kept you from walking under where the the actual windmill blades came down because that they they protected you from that because they because everyone well would they're see not it. idiots you know they, they want, you know, that'd be bad for right, right, PR right, right, right. but while you were up there uh, I was downstairs listening to Edgar our uh, tour guide he, there was a piano and he was singing isn't she lovely <laughs> better than that <laughs> Stevie Wonder 
Yeah, he was singing that in the. Uh, I heard him. It was echoing through the mill, and it's a it's a memory I will never forget. That was a good moment. That was my that was one of my highlights when he started singing Stevie Wonder in in a Dutch windmill. And you know what? I enjoyed it too at the same time, and that and gave we you a, a it bit. gave you a thrill. Yeah, a, a windmill thrill. We'll have to go back sometime. There's no thrill greater than a windmill thrill. Just the two of us. No wife excursions or anything. <laughs> oh no. Well, we should probably bring them too. I'm always up for a wife excursion. Yeah. Now let's show some love to our sponsor. I'm a man who shaves my face, all of it. I'm a man who shaves a portion of my face, like right above my beard and below my beard on my neck. Oh, okay, and you know what? The smarter choice for that is Dollar Shave Club. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a life hack, basically. You no longer have to schlep to the store to buy a cheap disposable razor that'll give you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving tech that you don't actually need. Yeah, I don't like to go to that section in the store where they, they keep the razors because it's like a barricade there. You gotta get help from somebody. I don't like to talk to the people at the store. No, it's well, it's like a labyrinth. Like a, I feel like a criminal when I go to that section. I don't, I don't wanna get anywhere near it. You should not feel that way. That's why this is the smarter choice. And for a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's shave butter for only five bucks with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. In your first month box, you get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges and a tube of that shave butter. And then after your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. You can cancel at any time you like. So join the club today at dollarshaveclub.com slash biscuits. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash biscuits. Now let's get on with this biscuit with Dave D'Andrea. Oh man, that voice was great. The conversation was great. It had some big laughs. Oh yeah. And some windmill thrills. No windmills yeah. involved though. Didn't even need them. Nope. My son ain't guacamole off of you. He's a hungry boy, he's a growing boy. You gotta eat that guacamole. Off your feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was. I couldn't see who was eating off of where. You thought the feet cheese tasted pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing them up right. Was there cheese on the feet? Oh yeah. There was cheese everywhere, man. Mm. Here, love up on that microphone. This, right. this is how we do it. All right. Like, see. Let's tell a voiceover guy how to use a microphone. No. Nah, Cause I couldn't even hear you. Okay. All right, I can hear oh, you. Is that better? That's good. Hey. This is the wonderful thing about the internet hmm. is that we can have a conversation on Good Mythical Morning about how we gotta get in touch with this battleship voice guy and then months later, I mean m months, right? Because that was like August. It was last August. Year. Yep. Um, it starts to happen. We're all here. We're all hanging out, <laughs> and because we're we, having our night on the town that we talked about. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. This is it, man. Thank you. It's, I'm so honored. But this truly. Is a, well, we're honored too because, <laughs> see, I mean. I think I haven't watched it back. You've watched it back. Just kind of refresh yourself since it's been like six refresh months. yourself. Refresh yourself. You got to refresh yourself before you refresh yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> did you refresh yourself? I refresh. I did not refresh myself. I refresh myself for both of us. But we had. You guys should do voiceover. A, really? <laughs> hey, voiceover. What, what? This, what kind of character would this be? Dog food commercial. Ah, I'm like, a refreshing. I'm a dog. dog. I'm a. I need to refresh myself with some dog food. If they bring back like the Popeye cartoons, those could be like some side guys. You know, the yeah, old crusty. Popeye's my buddy. <laughs> I'm a sailor. It's, I'm not. Spinach I'm, is really refreshing. 
Uh, I don't get that spinach guy. I don't understand. He's got a lot of muscle in his forearm. It's weird. It is, is weird. it a tumor? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Does he yeah. have tumors in his what forearm? About, yeah, Infection from the tattoo, I he think He skips is what bicep day. Yeah. But we had, you tell me, because you just refreshed yourself and watched it back. Let me, well, let me just say this. Ironically, I'm having a voice issue today. <laughs> I don't know if it's like intimidation that you were going to be here no. or the cold that I just, I'm coming down with, but my voice is crackly. I've got some, you right? some you got... tea. I've got water to back up the tea. Uh, got the crackly voice. But I might just be a little intimidated. You say oh, you're getting a cold? Yeah. And I'm just going to spit over Yeah, here. I mean, yeah, that's like, <laughs> the, that's like the worst case scenario for, for a VO guy. You don't, well, yeah, you try cancer. not to get. What do you do? What, <laughs> I what, think that's that would worse. be worst case scenario. What, yes, what's your, uh, how do you fight off colds? Uh, you try to stay healthy. My kids are homeschooled, so they're not bringing anything home with them most of the time. Oh, right. They just <laughs> keep it right there That's at home. Right. <laughs> you keep them in there. Uh, but you just, yeah, you, you try to stay healthy and uh, stay hydrated. You look healthy. philosophy. Look What's at that? how healthy he looks. Over uh, there. Yeah, yeah, healthy guy. I mean, there, this is dim lighting. <laughs> What's that mean? Everybody looks pretty good in this lighting. But I, mean, I was thankful you, for you, the dim you, lighting. Your pallor. You got a good pallor um, for a voiceover guy. The, uh, but you don't. You, ha- but you don't have to look good you, as a you VO see the guy. Sign. That's the whole thing. You so, look good for a VO guy. <laughs> I'm in my little padded room all day. He's got a great it? face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know that joke that everybody's dad makes. Yes. But what okay. I've been trying to say is we make had... that joke all the time. Actually, <laughs> well, you're somebody's dad. It's a great joke for you to make. Yeah. But we can't make it. No, um, just kind of. We we'll let though. you have it. We've had faith <laughs> in what well, is what I've been trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had faith in the internet mm-hmm. that the internet would bring us together. I mean, right. we didn't like. Okay, we had the battleship and right. we were playing it. Well, and I would just say that we. But we didn't. We didn't read when we started talking about the battleship guy. We were just like, all right, we want to meet you. We started talking to you right through. Good Mythical More, but we didn't look on the box or Google anything. I think Eddie may have Googled stuff, but I'm like, I don't care about that. I don't. But nothing came up. Nothing came up yeah. with your name or anything. It was like, but we have faith. Mm-hmm. It may take weeks. It may take months. It may take years. It may take a lifetime, but we will meet. It was, and this is yeah. it. Our faith in the internet <laughs> holds strong because of this moment. This is a tent peg. <laughs> this is going in the ground, so when I start slipping and my faith in in the internet just is wavering mm. and I'm sliding, I'm gonna grab this tent peg. And I'm gonna say, you know what? I remember when I would put this one in the ground, this is when we we knew we were gonna meet Dave and then we did. But you're also assuming that this that Dave is the guy that does the game. I mean, he said he's the guy that does the game. Actually, lots of guys in your comments said they were the guy that did the game. Right. Not and, the uh, guy that did the game. But there's, there's only, <laughs> that's I mean. true. But there's only that's one true. way to prove that you're the guy that did the game. You're the guy that's here, and we've got the game. Right. The battle has begun. The battle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How many things are you saying? Shut up. Press two for two-player game. See, they had me do like just that a line at a time. does sound like him, though. I mean, I already know it's him, man. <laughs> Say, the tone is the same. So the battle has just begun. The battle has begun. That's him. <laughs> He's in the game. And then what else did you say? Press. I don't know. They see. They, this was. I did this like five years ago. Five years ago. It was. It's, this was so funny because I did it, and I didn't even know exactly what I was voiceover doing the voiceover for I thought maybe it was like a little handheld thing or an app I didn't know well when you say you've sunk my battleship that can only be one <laughs> well thing. I knew it was battleship but it, I think this was right around the time the film came out mm. and then a couple years later Rihanna uh, was in that I think I, I don't even know if I saw did it did you meet Rihanna I no. didn't see it 
Wow, gosh. <laughs> well, this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really what, what that's all was leading to. Were, we, we thought yeah, you had Rihanna's was number. A, well, we stuff. were hoping you'd bring her. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> we, we left the space in everything. <laughs> Uh, he didn't bring Rihanna. Oh, Abort. Sorry. What a disappointment. You just sunk, you sunk our, our battleship. <laughs> you sunk our battleship of hope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint. Can you say Rihanna sunk your battleship? In the void? Yeah. yeah. Rihanna sunk your battleship. Okay, then that just made <laughs> up so for it. You can, so, we can continue. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's, you're definitely the guy. Yeah. We don't even have to play the game. How yet. long ago? It was about five years ago, and then a couple years ago, a friend of mine said, hey, are you the voice? We just bought this this Battleship game. Are you the voice on there? I'm like, no, I didn't do any Battleship game. Totally forgot about it. And he was insisting, no, I'm pretty sure it's you. I said, well, play me some of the audio. And so we did them. Oh, yeah, I totally did that. That's me. <laughs> you had forgot. <laughs> I did forget. And then uh, a month ago, or whatever it was, somebody uh, uh, sent a message to my wife, and at, we're home you know, uh, binge watching Little House on the Prairie or whatever we were doing. Is, it, was that, is, is that a joke? <laughs> no, a, we're on this binge okay. right now. Little House on the Prairie. Hey, that's yeah. cool. You know what? Hey, there's a lot. There's a lot of a lot it's of like seasons, nine seasons. We're on yeah. five, you know what? We've homeschooled our kids as well. <laughs> we only let them watch Little House on the Prairie. We cool. We cool. We understand. Well, it's my, a great show. My kids are watching Big House on the Prairie now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. But so my wife yells out, Red and Link want to meet you. And we've been, you know, we watch the show and got the mug and the whole schmear, you know. Oh, and really? So, you yeah. had the mug? Yeah. Uh, if, I think my son got it for Christmas a year or two ago. So, but I wasn't really familiar with the other channels, like the 20 other channels that you guys have, just the main one. Yeah. And uh, so she had a link to the the playing Battleship one and we're watching it and, oh, they they like the voice. And, and, and the more it went on, you guys are like kind of freaking out. We want to meet you. And we're just dying. It's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Fucka? And we're tech, we're posting it and sharing it online. Well, and then the, I will say, we, we yeah. sorry to interrupt, but no. we assumed that you were from Ohio. I mean, right. that was one of the things that we said. Yeah. You you said, I assume he's been walking around in America somewhere, somewhere in the Midwest. And then somehow we, Probably we landed Ohio. on Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I don't know if I should, we should apologize for that because you're not from Ohio. No, I... I don't know that I've ever been to Ohio. I'm oh sure it's a lovely gosh. place. Mm. Totally missed. Yeah. Well, you're nailing that Ohio <laughs> accent. <laughs> what, what we meant by that is that you have a voice that doesn't have any discernible accent. Like you have like the American Neutral voice. Neutral accent. It yeah, speaks to everyone. I hope so. Advertisers, are you hearing that? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so how you, did you find the specific yeah, link? You're watching it. So uh, this friend messaged it and sent a link to my wife, okay. uh, Facebook Messenger or whatever it was. And so we're watching it. And so after that, we like share it. Hey, written link, like, you know, uh, enjoy it. And and then we didn't realize until a little while later, we looked at when it was posted. And it's like, oh, this was from August of last year. <laughs> this is so last year. They're done. This is not going to, this is nothing's going to happen. We've moved here. on. Rihanna never. Yeah. yeah. But just in case, <laughs> I'll send out a, a tweet. I did a little video. I'll send out a tweet. And I'll message them on Facebook, and I'll email their <laughs> their, their producers or whatever I need to do. Uh-huh. And uh, and then the mythical beasts on Twitter kind of took over. Oh, we found him in Red Link. You oh, have to yeah. have him on. They and, saw your tweet. Yeah, and because I it went to you, and apparently they see everything that goes to you. Right. Uh, and so they got excited about it. And then uh, we were actually down here at Disneyland, and I kind of said, "Hey, we're you know we're in the area. If you want to connect." And uh, then I think finally. Rhett uh, sent a tweet that said something along the lines of, glad somebody finally showed this to you. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He tweeted, but that's, that's that as far it. as it's going to go. That's that's the end of the yeah, story. Yeah, well, and let me tell you what I was thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet Dave, but I don't want to make, I don't want to make promises on, uh, you know, public social promises media. on social media. Smart. Um, so, but then we immediately began, th- uh, we're like, okay, well, we got to get in touch with Dave. We got to, because what we talked about on the show was bringing you in to, 
um, to have a night on the town. Right. Night on the town turned into a near biscuit, but we wanted you to. Um, I don't know. The, the different ideas we talked about were. Are you going to take us out after this for a night on the town? <laughs> I yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because what we Where talked about is we would go out to <laughs> eat and then uh, we would face away from each other. You're refreshed. I don't remember this. And Dave, because yeah. yeah, I got refreshed. Dave would do uh, would, would vo what we were eating, so we wouldn't have to look at each other. But we would that would, that's how we would enjoy the meal. That was one of the ideas that we had. Yeah, I would tell you what he's eating, and yeah, and what you're eating. And okay, well let's do that. I mean, we <laughs> should we should follow through so well, that the internet will continue to have faith in us. It, it, it's a two way street. Well, and then and then Rhett said, oh, I want him to come and talk to my my children, so maybe they'd respect me. Uh, talk to him and, and say Maybe. things, <laughs> and then you said something like, "I I, I want you to uh, come with me to to parties and big me up." I think was your the phrase that you used. <laughs> big me up. <laughs> what does that even mean? It man? just well. So here's what I've done. Oh, <laughs> uh, since we're not going on a night on the town together. Uh, well, maybe after this, but um, I'm. This is not a prototype. It's not my own app, but I thought. I could maybe develop something for you guys for these instances. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, this is real good. So f- with your kids, uh, if you if you you run into a thing, you just you're worn out. It's a long day here at the studios. You don't really want to respond. You you've got these apps here. Kids, this is your dad. He will blow you up if you do not obey him. <laughs> That's specifically what we asked. That's exactly for. what you said. <laughs> because yeah. of the battleship. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch. Delayed obedience. Is disobedience. Yeah. Delayed obedience is disobedience. That is really good. I've been using that a lot lately, actually. (laughs) Obey right away, all the way, and with a glad heart. That's right. That's what we used to say in our house. (laughs) So we gave up. (laughs) Bodily noises are not considered a joyful noise at church. (laughs) (laughs) Bodily noises. (laughs) If you want to be a little more encouraging, you know, there's. I love you. And even if you're just tired, just. How about you get dad a sandwich? That kind of thing. Oh yeah! He likes. He knew he liked sandwiches. <laughs> so now for the big up, all right? You gonna big me up? Yeah. So you're at a party. You, yeah. Uh, you need a little help. Hello, friends of Link. You may not know that he scored two goals in one soccer game with his left foot. <laughs> his <laughs> off foot. Yeah. By <laughs> yeah. By the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, hello, friends of Link. You may not know that Link can perform around the world and rocking the baby on a yo-yo. Oh, that's But now true. you do. Oops, hold on. Hey, right, what was that? Friends of Link, who would like the honor of getting Link a sandwich? <laughs> I do want a sandwich. <laughs> Sandwiches for everybody. Right. No, just us. Uh, yeah. Just well, you and I uh, get sandwiches. We're everybody. I get, but I get sandwiches from off types of friends. You only get sandwiches Dang. from your kids. Now, hold on, though, because... Thank I know you, you guys are very busy traveling the world. You got <laughs> 20 channels going here. Maybe romance at home is mm-hmm. a little tough oh, sometimes. You don't have yeah, the yeah. time to put in that you'd like. You read my diary. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes maybe the touch of a button would be helpful, you know. Oh, yeah. Looks like it's time for a good mythical evening. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, oh right. what? This yeah, makes yeah. me so happy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Time to spin the wheel of mythicality. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, but I don't want to ask. And of course. 
Yeah. We still get sandwiches. We oh, get yeah. sandwiches in every scenario. Yes, we do. Right. Final one, because wow. I know. You're, uh, if you find yourself in a, in a situation where, because you've got a lot of fans, uh, some might get a little out of hand, in case you ever find yourself maybe kidnapped in a difficult situation. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, you can just, this is your, your panic button here, okay? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are over 12 million subscribers. <laughs> subscribers I have acquired over a very long career. Mythical beasts that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let me go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not tweet to them, and they will not look for you. They will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will tweet them. <laughs> they will look for you. They will find you. And they will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, man. So, so oh, you're set. If I can so just you, get this app to you, you're you turned a kidnap situation into me getting a sandwich. <laughs> That's right. That is brilliant. It's love. It's all love. That man. is brilliant. Now you recognize who that was. Yeah, that was Liam Neeson. Yeah. <laughs> if it were I, only Rihanna. I played and that I'm for my wife, to, and she yeah. thought, "Isn't that the guy from Princess Bride, the Inigo Montoya guy?" <laughs> I got to work on my Liam Neeson, apparently. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay. That's a good Liam Neeson. Well, you're, you know, uh, you, <laughs> oh, your spouse keeps you honest. She does. But that is a good Liam Neeson. Oh, uh, thanks. Neeson. <laughs> Liam it's a perfect Neeson. Liam Neeson. I can't it's even not a good Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. <laughs> Liam um, Neeson. <laughs> thanks oh, for man. doing that, man. Oh, sure. I'm I mean, a, you know, I, I thought we were going to have a night out on the town, but this is this is better than anything we could have ever expected. Oh, I'm we, can, we got we can we can take Dave with us in our pockets. Dave. <laughs> yes. I am just astounded. Now, I mean, the, the faith that I had in the internet, I'm transferring all of it to you. Oh, no, don't do that. Now, <laughs> how, okay, how do you that how do you great. know that you how do you discover that you can you can do this kind of thing? Mid-teens, I discovered that I was not a very good break dancer. <laughs> and so I but got you more were break dancing? I tried. I had like one good move for about a week and then oh, I okay. lost it, but oh. Uh, so I got more into the DJing uh, thing, the scratching and mixing back in the 80s. Oh, you were scratching and mixing? Scratching and mixing. Nice. Uh, that translated into radio in the mid-teens, which was not something I thought I would do. It's just, okay, let's let's do this. And See, when I was a kid, I, I wanted to be a DJ, and I tried to scratch. Mm -hmm. But I just messed up a lot of my mom's records yeah. because I didn't have the proper equipment. I had no clue what was going on. But you had two turntables, and you were you actually figured it out. Yep, working in you know under twenty one dance clubs at the time, and oh. and and yeah, just learning things as I went. Uh, back then, you know, you had the VCR ready in case anything came on that <laughs> I wanted to see, ready to tape something, and you know check it out and see how they do it. But um, right. but yeah, so from that into radio, and then really just. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, I uh, was introduced to the, the broader world of, of voiceover. A friend came into the studio and there were a few um, these casting sites, kind of like acting, I guess, where you uh, somebody posts a job or something they want uh, and you can audition for it. And either they like it or they don't and, and you can get hired for it. And I slowly started doing more of that and Got so, out of radio and stopped doing. So you were show. using the radio equipment after hours to get. I your had permission. Side job. I had permission to use the radio equipment uh, from the radio station, and I was also producing a uh, a show at home 
uh, for my church. They'd have like a daily show that they have on. And I'd okay. kind of do the intro and outro of that. And so I was producing that. So I had some equipment at home and they were cool with me using it at home. And so I had like a couple of soundboards propped up with like sneakers <laughs> in the corner. And from that moved to the bedroom closet and finally had a, a studio built out in the because garage. Because being a DJ... You kind of mm. get once you have these on and you hear your your voice you start, change you the start way to you change talk. it a little. Yeah. So yeah. it it starts to morph over time mm-hmm. because you're getting that immediate feedback, right? Which I can see how that goes directly into voiceover. But mm. then voiceover is a different level because you're not just using that DJ voice that you've got. Right. Then you're starting to tweak it for different things, and you ultimately are getting a lot of sandwiches as Liam Neeson. Right. But <laughs> well, I can see how that. That happens over years, I guess? It does. I was really nervous to even venture out into it. It was a kind of a step of faith because uh, there was some investment involved uh, a little bit early on. And mm-hmm. and my wife and I were just like, I don't know. What do you think? Should we? You know, should I try it? And uh, so we made the, the small investment and just thought, I'm probably never going to get this money back. Because in small town radio, which I was in, you know, to, to do a commercial, you know, if you got paid to do it at all, it was, right. it was minimal, 30 bucks, or, you know, whatever it was. And so... To try and see, you know, getting any money back for this, I, I got hired pretty pretty quickly for a, a job. And when they told me how much they'd they'd pay, I was trying to play it cool, like, oh yeah, that'll be fine. But it was like, this is going to work, honey. This is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went to. Was that like a national ad or we no? That like- was. Um, I'm trying to even remember where it was for. It wasn't national, maybe like a regional or maybe somewhere else. But uh, I thought, okay, this this could probably happen and we kind of took it step by step it just kind of kind of grew from there to where i was finally able to maybe go like half time at the radio station and finally it's like okay let's let's just keep going and it's it's been great i think i had a false sense of security that i was afraid to step out because the radio job felt like a job you know it's like a regular job stable clock in clock out but then i realized you know there's there's really no such thing as a stable secure job right you can do anything and it could end that day so might as well do this and not right. have to get up at 4 a.m. to yeah. do a morning show. Well, and they, <laughs> ask Rihanna. And they, and they say, <laughs> I mean, I've heard from multiple people that VO is like, it is the best job in Hollywood. You it's know, great. Because. Well, you don't even have to be in Hollywood if you don't want to be. Right. You Because right. you're in, up in the Northwest mm-hmm. in, in Oregon. Right. And uh, you, you, <clears> you, you work out of your house. That's mm-hmm. a pro move right there. I mean, you. He turns away from the mic. I see Tayzande did that, but. Well, Tayzande started it. He, st- he started that. But he I was doing that before. Oh, I don't yeah. have a cough switch here, so. Um, <laughs> cough button. So. We uh, got we to get a cough button. Is it is it as great as everybody as Dave Coulier says it is? I don't. He's. Dave Coulier has the benefit of comparison uh, because I, I haven't done anything else in Hollywood or, you know, TV. Right. But, uh, this is close as it gets here, I guess, for me. You were not in, in any ep- episode of Full House. Uh, no, not to my knowledge. And so, uh, but it's a wonderful community of people. There are some things that you still kind of have to live down here for, like uh, a lot of animation and stuff. They kind of want you here doing Because that. they want you to come in with like a director or right, whatever in, right. in person. But there's a lot of stuff where I can live there. And, and because of the miracle that is the internet, I can do stuff from my garage and it goes all over the world. And do you think do you think we've got it? We got what it takes because well, you got the equipment for sure. Yeah. My voice, my voice is. I don't think I've got it. You can well, be honest. Hold on, but it, I've it, got like it's, a, not, it's not about the depth of the voice, is it? No. In fact, you Mine were talking about like having a, that a piercing thing. It's like there's sometimes something it's got a, no, but eh. no, but like a monster truck commercial when there's a lot of like a guitar playing. You want somebody who can pierce through it, or right. like a car commercial. 
Hey, the monster trucks are coming to town. <laughs> yeah, Get your ticket now for Dorton Arena. Yeah, Dorton Arena. The misconception is because you guys heard, by the way. <laughs> you got to be careful. I didn't do that right. Um, that you know, being a DJ previously is an advantage, but it's actually kind of a disadvantage because nowadays they don't really want you to sound. Most of the auditions I receive, no announcer types. Don't want anybody who sounds like an announcer. They want somebody who sounds like they're just uh, from Ohio. Yes, <laughs> just uh, neutral. A uh, normal guy, just, a lot of times they'll describe it just like you're sitting next to a guy at a restaurant just talking to your best friend. That's what they want a lot. Of course, then they always choose the announcer anyway. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that's what they they want, more of a natural thing. So if you were just being yourself, I think uh, there's another misconception that you always have to have some kind of big you know, monster voice when you don't. I think they they want normal-sounding well, how people often, in a variety of different things. How often are you – because just your normal talking voice is like – I kind of feel like – I'm listening to like a commercial for like coffee or something. It's like it's it's warm caramel. and it's like you, you know like I, like the cream on top of the coffee. Yeah, can you can <laughs> like you, the like, froth? How, how would you talk about the cream that you put in your coffee? I don't drink coffee, so that's a downside. But mm. <laughs> well, that that's that's your task. I'd as have a to performer. act. That's the acting part. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. What about froth? If you don't like coffee, you can suck off some froth. Suck can't off some you? Froth. <laughs> Just slosh that froth in your mouth, man. I'm really trying to be careful with (laughs) (laughs) what I say. But how how often, what percentage? I don't know what that means. What percentage of your jobs are just basically your voice, maybe a Mm. little bit altered? Because the battleship voice is like, okay, that's a character. Right, right. A lot of times they just want uh, this. I've put together like a demo where they can hear something like this, but then there's something, excuse me, more of a, uh, I think I've got like a jewelry spot on there where it is a lot more, you know, it's supposed to be sweet and, you know, this this is the one that you want to present to your loved one. And you kind of just tone down a little bit. But then there are some like the battleship guy where it's a little more gritty and uh, sometimes they want more of a, Movie trailerish kind yeah, of thing, yeah. Or Sam Epic. Elliott sometimes, or I mean, there's a, a variety. And so I've I've come to when I first started, I I auditioned for everything, you know, and uh, didn't land all of it. But you kind of you kind of narrow down to to what your wheelhouse is. And mm-hmm. uh, I was trying out for a uh, a tween sounding of some kind of kung fu animation or something. I was trying out for this tween, and they were like, "Yeah, can you sound a little younger? Can you and." My voice had evolved <laughs> a bit, and and so uh, I sent it to a a friend who I respect, a guy, a, a coach, and a, um, another voiceover guy, and he said, "Yeah, it definitely sounds like a kid with a mortgage." <laughs> he said, "I can't do those voices anymore." That is so, a successful right. kid. <laughs> yeah, Kids Richie can. Rich, man, yeah. <laughs> you can be Richie Rich. What's yeah. the weirdest voiceover you've ever done? Uh, you guys have heard of Axe Cop, yes? Oh yeah, yeah. Ethan Nicole, who's the uh, the artist, and his brother Malachi, who was five at the time when they came up with this. Yeah. Um, when that started taking off viral as a comic for him, he wanted to do motion comics and stuff like that. And so, because just to explain, what he did was he would interview his you guys, his kid brother to his, write it, basically. Yeah, his, he'd interview him like, and he would his five year old brother would tell the story. Right. It was like written by a kid before written by a kid was a thing, and then. Uh, Jimmy Fallon does uh, like a written by a kid scripts like by kids, but this was like one of the first ones that was. Yeah, popular. and they would mostly just kind of play. Actually, I mean, it was his younger brother just one day said, "Let's go play Axe Cop," and he's like, "Okay, what's that?" And they just took off with it. And he he just start, he's a phenomenal artist, and so he just started drawing it. And 
right. and it took off because it was just the kid's mind was just limitless you know and what I, they could do i remember this axe cop season one episode one yeah let me, let me pull this up here and so i was doing the motion comics for it uh online i think it was a rugburn uh, rugburn channel yeah. on youtube yeah this is four years ago yeah one day at the scene of a fire the That's cop found axe. the perfect fireman axe, actually axe that was I'm the axe. day he became that's another great Kong. voice guy named uh, Bob Episode Sauer. one. I need a partner now. So Axe Cop had tryouts and hired a partner. My name is Flute Cap. Did you just do the voice for Flute Cop? Too? No, that was a guy named uh, Lee Gordon who did that. Uh, who was he was the original but you're Flute the Cop? Axe Cop. So I, I said, uh, yeah, I'll do it, but I want to be Axe Cop. If <laughs> <laughs> do and he let me round up some of the other uh, voice guys in there, and then that took off for him really well. It, uh, uh, Nick it, Offerman got a hold of it, and they uh, yeah. did some stuff on uh, ADHD, I think is what it was on Fox. Yeah, on uh, Fox. A couple of seasons, and uh, oh, so Nick did it for the Fox thing. Yeah, and he did great. I was I was a little bitter at the time. <laughs> Yeah. I know that stuff kind of happens, and it's like, right. he's, he's Nick Offerman. I mean, he's if anybody would probably actually be Axe Cop, it'd probably be Nick Offerman. Attach right. some celebrity to it. I mean, you set the template. That yeah. Nick Offerman sat around and, and listened to the, you as an Axe Cop. I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had his own groove there, because he sounds oh, like yeah. Nick Offerman. But uh, uh, they did some great uh, things with it. We were just, uh, just watching him. In fact, Axe Cop related, I did bring you guys something. Oh, because uh, I heard that you were fans. As if you haven't yes. already given us enough by a being here and b all of those voice tracks. This is on a your gift. Phone. This no being here is a gift for me, you guys. This is this is great. So uh, I heard you guys had been or are Axe Cop fans. Yes, and yeah, so, it's super cool. It's so funny. I mean, how you can see the five year oldness come through in the concepts. And right. I need a partner. You know, it's like it's just very. But I had Ethan draw up a little something for you guys. What? Oh no. <laughs> What? We're riding on the back what? of a T-Rex. That's with... Wexter, yeah, there's the, uh, the yeah. T-Rex. Yeah, whose front arms are uh, Gatlin guns or whatever you call them. I hope them. I'm yeah. holding that in the right place. Am I holding it in front of Battleship? Maggie, is that good? You getting a good shot of that? Isn't that amazing? Uh, yes, he was more than happy to do that. She's <laughs> upset because she's not in it, but uh, she's trying to hide it. You're about to fall off the back there, right? Yeah, and I'm winking. <laughs> You're not winking. I think he lost an eye. <laughs> You were doing that refreshed voice, and that's what he got. For we me. went on. Our, this is our night on the town with Axe Cop. Yes, <laughs> baby. <laughs> did right there. That is some good stuff, man. There's two. You can each have one if you. Oh, there's two. <laughs> yeah. look, I mean, look it's it. the same one, yeah, but he drew it twice, exactly the same. Well, no, I printed it out. I'm gonna have to talk. <laughs> you I'm kept the original. He did it digitally, and oh, then he sent it. That's to me. how it works. Digitally. Yeah. We got to talk our wives yeah. into putting this up in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And give me a sandwich. <laughs> put it right, up, right above the headboard. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's going to work or not, but I'll, cool, man. I'll put yeah. it in my, you know, I'll put it in my, in my desk. Right. Look at thanks that. for that, and thanks Ooh, to sure. Ethan. Yeah, he's a great guy. Have you ever awesome. done any ads for like uh, mashed potatoes? One of the first things we did was we talked to a woman who was the voice of mashed potatoes. Um, for what was that? Our that was a channel, Allison Fishman. Yeah, it was Swedish meatballs, man. But she, I think she also and mashed potatoes. She did mashed potatoes. It was a, it was a food channel on YouTube, and she, we were just talking about it. The way she talked about food made me so hungry. So we met her in person in New York, 
Nice. It wasn't nearly as thrilling as this has been so far. <laughs> I'm she, buying your affection, so maybe that helps. <laughs> yeah. She didn't give you meatballs or anything. Have, <laughs> you, have you done any Swedish meatballs? I have not done Swedish meatballs, but I am. Mashed potatoes? I am, I am the voice uh, for Simply Potatoes, a product oh. right now, which you probably heard on the Food Network, perhaps, or other places. No, yeah, but it's, I'll. It's, it is a kind of a potato yeah. In fact, on my site, DaveDeAndrea.com, I think the video is right on there, but uh, they wanted me to channel a, a bit of a. Uh, Donald Sutherland, just how he talks really, you know, kind of quietly about orange juice or whatever he was talking, some simply something that he was doing. How did you know, know? How did you? Maybe. You maybe heard, I must have. Did maybe. you sense read potatoes? About potatoes. <laughs> you looked at me and thought, potatoes. potatoes. No, but I'm serious. <laughs> Axe cop and potatoes. It's yeah. warm and it's it's warm and it's starchy. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, you got buttery. You got to put buttery, that on my business card. Yeah. Warm, warm and, and starchy. <laughs> and frothy. And frothy. Yeah. You got a frothy voice. All right, let's see. Some call it a spud, or a tater. At Simply Potatoes, we call it our calling, to bring you fresh, never-frozen potatoes, grown close to us, where they're simply peeled and prepped, mm. for real potato goodness that goes from farm to fridge to that oh-so-delicious moment on your fork. Simply made, simply satisfying, Simply Potatoes. Man. Yeah, but what are they? <laughs> you see the packaging there? It's a, I think they have a variety of products in your freezer section. That it's, you can, so it's, it's potatoes? Not, it's not fake. It is potatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's simply potatoes. What else is it, though? It's just simply it's potatoes. Just, is there, what else? the whole point. But what else is in there? I didn't look at the ingredients, but I think it's just simply potatoes. <laughs> the thing is, is, I feel like you could talk. You could get you me. You looked at the script. You could get <laughs> yes. me to eat poison. But if you talked about it in that way, try you, know, you could do a, a commercial for arsenic, <laughs> get us and to, I'd be like, "Oh, warm and starchy." Get, get, come on, give us a little arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet going down, but it's got a bit of an aftertaste. <laughs> <laughs> then you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, but I don't care. But you got to hit the pro- hit the product of the website. I've already yeah. eaten it before I died. You know? How do I order it? How do you order? Out of, yeah, oh, like arsenic.com. Arsenic. Dot, <laughs> arsenic.net. Look up arsenic.net. The last thing you'll ever eat. You got the writing side of this thing, too. I write some the, spots, too. The yeah. last thing you'll ever eat. <laughs> the last thing you'll ever eat. Arsenic. Yeah. So arsenic, folks, you can call me. Or my, look at my website. But look at arsenic.com. See if that's a thing. What am I searching for? Arsenic.com. Why am I searching for it? I'm just going to go to it. <laughs> I'm gonna type it up here and go to it. Arsenic and old lace. What is that? Yeah. Resources, movie. old movie. Curio supplies and fine gifts. Hold on, we can get a personal. Whoa, we're in we're in an occult oh, shop. Okay, yeah. We gotta yeah, get yeah, out of here. Yeah. Back out quickly. <laughs> back away. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Let's go back to Dave's yeah, website. Yeah, Dave's website. Oh, it's a my safe, family friendly place. Okay. Oh, you, you do a Morgan Freeman, I see. I do get hired every once in a while to do a, a Morgan Freeman. Oh, you know, we could have we, we used you recently. Man. We you had know. an idea. Okay. okay. So, uh, yeah, for future on. reference. You may have seen, um, we did. You we, may have seen The Tonight Show. We were on The Tonight Show. It, yeah. yeah, my daughter said, in fact, I think they're going to be on The Tonight Show just before they're with you. But then it was a rerun last night or something. So, I guess you guys weren't on. Uh, yeah, well, it was it was uh, almost a month ago now, right? Yeah, oh, okay. it was weeks ago. Yeah. But yes, we, many. So, Huge. we did Will It S'more. With Jimmy, okay, right. and um, one of the ideas that we were talking about that we didn't end up doing, 
And I think I know why we didn't do it because Morgan Freeman ended up being on the show the next night. Mm-hmm. But we had an idea to do one of the s'mores was just going to be a regular s'more. Mm-hmm. But it was going to be voiced over by Morgan Freeman as we ate it, and we were going to call it Smorgan Freeman. <laughs> That's that would have been pretty great, right? Oh, yeah. They liked the idea, but then they ultimately said they couldn't do it. And we even pitched it like, well, you don't have to get Morgan Freeman. We just get a voiceover guy to do it. We didn't, we hadn't talked yet. We didn't yeah. know. We hadn't, if we hadn't I had been to connected website. with you six months ago, like I was supposed to. <laughs> right. We did, you'd <laughs> have been, been on there. the Tonight Show. You'd have been in our luggage. <laughs> but can we, can we, can we make that moment happen now? Sure. I mean, we don't have any s'mores, but you know what's in a s'more. Yeah. It, you can kind of see why we're so obsessed with voiceover because it because you always need it. It, mm. in, it we just feel like it would enrich every moment of our lives. Yeah. And you've done nothing but prove that. <laughs> but yet we keep pushing. Yeah. No, it's. I uh, mean, you, we just eaten arsenic. <laughs> Man, and now we're eating s'mores. Oddly enough, the arsenic would be similar to the s'more voice, <laughs> but so better th- ingredients. So this is not an ad. This is like. Right. Like Happy Feet narration, yeah, yeah. or just right. is this like a play-by-play? He didn't do Happy Feet. It was March of the Penguins. <laughs> Same movie. Yeah. Penguins. Penguins. <laughs> he played one of the penguins. Let's eat our s'mores and let Morgan talk, man. Okay, I'm wrong. He's, he's there in I'm his wrong, mind already. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> what kind of s'more do you have? I got a big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. <laughs> You can't laugh, man. You can't laugh. We gotta just let this happen, man. Try to control yourself. Okay, okay, okay. Well, he laughed. <laughs> I think I laughed because you laughed. Uh, that's true. I'm not gonna eat mine yet. <laughs> Chris Graham Cracker. <laughs> Lightly toasted marshmallow. <laughs> and a big old hunk of chocolate. <laughs> This would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, I know. Why did they? Oh, they should have done it. We don't need the Tonight Show. This is the Air Biscuits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Last thing you'll ever eat. <laughs> <laughs> What's in that s'more? What's Morgan putting in the s'more? <laughs> Just a touch of arsenic. <laughs> uh, oh, Dave. Uh, let me eat mine. You can say the exact same thing. I'm oh, sure it'll be thrilling. <laughs> It looks like Lynx got a little too close to the fire. But some people like it that way. <laughs> Taking a... <laughs> he looks a little distraught. It... Now he's happy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was no marshmallow. <laughs> that was Penguin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you, you, you just can go right into that. that That's good. one that I uh, have gotten more comfortable uh, with. It was it was one where I was auditioning for it, never getting. In fact, this uh, buddy of mine, Paul Hernandez, and I, we'd go back and forth trying to do that and audition for it, and never get it. And, and then uh, never just, getting Morgan ne- Freeman. Never getting sounded like specifically right, correct. Uh, and then it just I grew a little more confident. In fact, I was at a uh, a voiceover workshop one weekend and. The guy who was coaching it was away, uh, Pat Freely, and so we were kind of just goofing around, reading scripts. But then some of the other voice guys started kind of throwing out their accents and and things that they do, just kind of like a "What, what do you got?" you know, kind of thing. And, uh-huh. and I was like panicking, like I want to do this, but I've never really done it in front of anybody before. And I thought oh, I could just go do an old New York thing or something, you know, just something stupid. And right. I'll try it. But while I'm reading, I'm hearing them go, 
he's doing Morgan Freeman. That sounds just like Morgan Freeman. It's like my confidence boosted up a little bit. So then uh-huh. uh, I worked with a, um, actually worked with a dialect coach for a while on that one too, just because to, there's some subtleties in there because he's not, he's got a very unique voice, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, it's getting honed <laughs> and, and a little better and it's just a fun one to do and it doesn't hurt me <laughs> at all. Some of the, you know, like Battleship, I do that for an hour and I'm, I'm through, oh, really? for, through right. for the day. But Right. Well, for Morgan Freeman, from a legal standpoint, I mean, you're saying that you there's people putting out auditions for I want it to be like Morgan Freeman. But if you nail M- Morgan Freeman's voice, isn't there some sort of legal ramifications to I'm that? I'm sure there is. Uh, oftentimes they'll say we, we want it to sound kind of like Morgan Freeman, but not exactly like Morgan Freeman. Right. Uh, I, I did something for... Uh, Oh, select quote senior, I think it was. And it kind of had a Morgan Freeman vibe to it. But uh, sometimes they do, but it's not really like a national broadcast thing. It may be for somebody's uh, website or tutorial or something like that. So, uh, But if it got big, you might be in trouble. I no, could, I, you wouldn't, not, be, in not you. You wouldn't yeah, be in trouble. I might. I don't know. I, I should probably look into that. No, that's, that's <laughs> I think you're in the clear. But when they called, I'd just say, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you give your, Morgan gives his permission. That's right. well, yeah, here, just, I got him right here. You know, yeah, yeah talk to him. He's yeah. right here. He, he's cool. He's totally yeah, cool. You're, you're on FaceTime, much. idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, we can see you. Can't get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But then you're talking about preserving your voice through the more painful. Um, so yeah. you could do some damage with certain voices, like when I was trying to do that. What right. monster truck guy. Well, actually, so uh, on a recent GMM, uh, oh, when I was doing um, uh, Hellburger. Yeah, uh, when it was the uh, the, the, the VR, the, not VR, but the, the, the burger that was. The digital vloggers taking taking the place of. There was all, a lot vlogging. of people were like, I could watch Hellburger all day. And then there was somebody who like came in and said, actually, uh, I'm a, I'm studying voice or something like that. And. Um, that Rhett's voice is very unsustainable. Therefore, it's not a good voice. He could never do that professionally or something like that. Like mm. Somebody came in and said that. Because what does they, that mean? They're like, to I was you? damaging my voice as I was doing unsustainable? it. Unsustainable? I think that there are, and this is not something that I've studied and certainly no expert at, but I know that there are uh, techniques and things where you can do it to to where you can, even for singers, you know, some of the screamo singers, how they can just keep doing that night after night. There's, yeah. there's some technique and training that goes into being able to do that. I really don't have that. If I know I'm going to be screaming, like if it's a, uh, for a video game, and all I'm doing is screaming and dying, <laughs> pretty much. I'll, I'll schedule that for you know as late on like a Friday afternoon for the session as I can to give myself the weekend to recover, so I'm back to normal by Monday and doing potatoes or whatever I'm I'm doing. So back to the taters. So it, yeah, there's I'm sure, and I'm sure if you Google it, uh, there there are techniques and ways that you can do a lot of screaming and yelling, but preserve it and do it in in a way that it will not wear out your. You yeah, do it intuitively because if you're gonna do a. Because well, I think if you're going to be, I think because in the context of what people were saying, it was like, oh, I would love to see uh, a Hellburger show or whatever. It's like, well, he couldn't do that because it's a voice that you, if you're going to do a character voice, you got to be able to do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Do you have Battleship at your house? I do. After that friend called and and said, I think this is you on this game, and I was like, right, yeah. Then we we immediately went out and and got it and had a kick out of playing it. Do you like it better than just the regular old? We don't even have the old battleship anymore. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. Uh, the kids get used to hearing me doing stuff. You know, after a while, they you know, oh great, Dad, simply potatoes, wonderful. You know, and they've they've heard it because yeah. I was in radio and stuff. So they've they've been used to hearing right. me. But um, the coolest thing that ever happened was the the night that 
<laughs> we found out you guys. <laughs> the fact that you guys were geeking out about my voice, <laughs> they, my my achievement unlocked. You know, <laughs> as a dad, I suddenly became very cool as a dad. Way more than doing some national commercial. They just thought, Rhett and Link like that. That must be cool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, dude, get as much mileage out of it as you yeah. can oh, because yeah. Battleship itself gets old pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Even when you they know? put Rihanna in it. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Even with Rihanna and your amazing voice, it's like, all right, I kind of get it. Hmm. You know, you sunk my, you sunk my destroyer and my, my, what's that other carrier, aircraft carrier? Yeah, all, yeah. The, all the carriers. Well, it's kind of, and they got, I don't know who the other guy is on there. There's a couple other voice guys on there too. Losers. But, uh, no, I, I thought they were the one guy almost kind of. Had, he had like a Muppet kind of thing going on. It was really awesome. I really, I don't know who they were. but <laughs> That's a compliment. It, it, no, it was cool. I really like the, one of the, you know, for each I'm, player when they do stuff. Is, I'm disappointed to hear that you don't have like a battleship guy voice reunion every well, year. Well, we pictured you all in the same room when that, you know, just playing the game. <laughs> no, I was in my in, studio in my garage in, in Oregon. I don't in know who sailor those. suits, yeah. three of you, like. <laughs> right. In we, the Navy. We can make that happen. In the yeah. Navy. If you were one of the other Voice guys on Battleship. Oh, yeah. You next, work next time <laughs> on your business. You work in that internet faith. I like that. Right. Well, dude, thanks for uh, you know selling arsenic to us. Uh, if you had it <laughs> on pleasure. you, we would all be dead. Or yeah. At least the two oh, of us yeah. would be. Uh, we're gonna enjoy some simply potatoes uh, later, and uh, my wife is gonna be hearing your voice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and there it is, our voiceover conversation with a voiceover artist. Well, we didn't, I guess we didn't do a voiceover. Well, I mean, it was, it was. Technically, this whole thing has been a voiceover. a voiceover. There it was. Well, no, no, because, I mean, technically a voiceover is when you voice over something. We're just kind of voicing the thing that's happening. And we weren't over that, anything. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're over the thing that's happening. So I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over yeah, it. Yeah, uh, that was that was, it a, was life changing. It was moving. Um, it just reminded me how good of an idea it was to get him involved in our lives. Yeah, and it and I, you know, it hit me when we were talking about uh, the voice of mashed potatoes, and now we've met two voices of mashed potatoes, Allison Fishman. Allison Fishman. I think now. It's it's got to be our life mission to seek out all potato related voiceover artists and make a personal connection with them. Does that include anybody that does like a commercial for French fries for like fast food? Yeah, that's really wide. No, 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 no. It's it's, it's got to be a commercial for potatoes. Potatoes that, in one form, are mashed. Like because his his had mashed in it, which was crazy. At first, I thought it was just simply potatoes. But it turns out that you can just you can mash them. You can well, well you, you can you get can, the mashed version. You can simply mash potatoes. But what simply. are they? They're just simply potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> right. That that you know. I mean, it's like why not just buy potatoes? What I think a slogan that is. That's kind of the question. But what are they? Simply potatoes. Then why not just buy potatoes? I think is my follow up question because of the voiceover. That's the power of voiceover. They they the voiceover. Talked us into just buying sacks uh, sacks of potatoes instead of just buying bags of but, intact potatoes. But do you want to know the real reason? I mean, the real reason is because it's easy. Well, I told it's, you the real reason. Well, but it's easier than potatoes because potatoes have to be peeled and boiled. These have been cooked probably already. I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't really know. So they're not simply potatoes. I didn't really pay that much attention to the advertisement. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was just thinking about his frothy voice, man. And you I, you know, bring I, the froth back. Oh yeah, and it was a good experience. Well, wouldn't you say? 
Yes. Well, let us know. Hashtag Ear Biscuits. Yeah, you can do that uh, in the comments uh, on this video if you're watching on the This Is Mythical YouTube channel, which is where you can enjoy the audio and video version, the voiceover and the video part that has been voiced over. Mm -hmm. The under, the video under and the voiceover. But if you just wanna enjoy the voiceover part, uh, that can be uh, made available to you and it has been made available to you everywhere podcasts are available to you. Including Spotify, iTunes, leave a review on iTunes. Sound clouded up, however you podcast, I trust you're listening to it that way right now. Yes. Or you can switch at any point. We'll make it available in all those ways. We appreciate your ears and your eyes and, and your hearts. And those biscuits you've and been mailing us. And your potatoes. Us.